Hey, hey, and welcome to the Friends of the Bridegroom podcast. This is Father Ben Little, your host, pastor at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church and School in Savage, Minnesota. And we are here with another podcast and grateful for you, you our listeners, and so happy that uh, many people have continued to listen to us and uh, continue to walk with us in this little experiment. I think we can still call it that. Sarah Schneider, my uh, co-host here and Director of Marketing and Communications. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. And we're grateful to be joined today by some guests. Uh, today is, uh, I think, the first time we are, we are going to be going, uh, going with a new, for, not really a new format, but just one that we haven't gotten to yet that we've talked about uh, doing here on the, on the Friends of the Bridegroom podcast, more, uh, more faithful to the actual name of this podcast, where uh, the Friends of the Bridegroom uh, whole uh, idea, concept, if you will, uh, fits in with uh, sort of the vision we are advancing here at St. John's of friendship with Christ in our time, friendship with the Bridegroom after our patron, St. John the Baptist, we often pray to. Uh, but instead of just talking about being friends with Christ, being friends with the bridegroom, uh, which is who Jesus is, the perfect bridegroom of his church, we want to hold up and let people experience people who are living that friendship, who are actually put some flesh on it, so to speak. And to that end, I'm so grateful to be joined by Chris and Charlie Singleton, uh, a parish and school family. Uh, so happy to be joined by them um, because I have uh, witnessed them uh, really living that friendship with Christ, uh, unique to our time, uh, with their uh, wonderful family, uh, very much active and uh, lifting up, uh, lifting up an example of a friendship with Christ in our time. So, Chris and Charlie, thank you for being here, and uh, we'll go ahead and pray to begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the Bridegroom, we thank you for uh, your presence. We thank you for. Uh, loving us uh, when we were uh, not deserving of love uh, and offering your life for us on the cross. We thank you for uh, the gift and example of uh, your forerunner, uh, John the Baptist, who prepared your way. We ask that uh, we would be imitators of him, uh, preparing the way for you, uh, in our own lives, in our own families, in our own parish and school, uh, but in a larger sense uh, for the whole world uh, who, needs, uh, who needs the gospel, who needs the good news so much. We thank you for uh, the love and um, sacrifice you offer as an example for uh, family life, that uh, family life may be raised up in our time, may be enriched in our time, may be uh, lived, uh, lived in our time faithfully, uh, because it is uh, only through the family uh, that you are uh, brought into the world. You are brought into the world in a family and that you still live and um, uh, offer us your life uh, through family life in all, uh, in many different ways. Uh, but we ask we would be faithful to that example and uh, that you would bless this conversation and all who will hear it. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, uh, Chris and Charlie, it's it's good to good to have you with us again, and um, it's been a great uh, gift in in my life and priesthood to uh, get to know you over these uh, these last few years that we've been together here at at Saint John the Baptist. And if you wouldn't mind, just if you're you could just tell us a little bit of your story of um, you know your your um, coming to to know each other and um, and and uh, the way your we talk often about the domestic church of the family how you, how that how God in His providence brought you together and a little bit about your families and your and the family you you have for us here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you again for having us today. It's a very humbling introduction, by the way. So thank yeah. you very much. Um, so I'm Charlie, and uh, I came from I was raised in a very strong Catholic household. So faith was very central to our life growing up. It was something that we experienced just as part of the normal day-to-day. -day. Um, and when I went to, when I was in high school and then got into college, I sort of started to drift a little bit. Not that I didn't believe in God anymore, but it wasn't something that I really took very seriously. And it, when I, uh, Chris and I met in college, and when I met Chris in college, I started going back to mass and started getting more engaged in the sacraments again. So that was a big turning point for me as far as like coming back to the faith that I was raised in and, and, uh, and knew. So 
Uh, we got married uh, six months after we graduated from college, so we had a very short uh, uh, engagement. engagement. We had a very short engagement um, because I just knew as when we grad when we left college, it was like this is the girl I'm gonna marry. I'm not gonna waste any time messing around because this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. We didn't live close to each other either. Yeah, that's right. I lived in Kentucky, and she obviously was living in Minnesota. So he. Uh, rode on the steps of a bus mm -hmm. to get to me to mm -hmm. propose because he yeah. had bought a ticket and apparently they had oversold the ticket so it was either wait or we can sit here on the steps yeah hopefully no one from osha is listening but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was a great story i got onto the bus in indianapolis and they said i'm sorry sir we accidentally oversold the bus so you can sit on the steps so i did that gladly yeah i was like oh okay it's kind of like whatever Oh, I didn't know that story. That, that little part of the story. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the things I often do when, um, when I get, you know, priests get invited to a, a lot of homes, and 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 uh, and uh, the Singletons were very gracious. They've had me over a number of times, actually, and um, we've tried. I think we've even tried for more, but we just keep getting, uh, keep, keep getting thwarted. I know. Um, well, if they if they didn't if they didn't mention it before, they're both Notre Dame alums. So um, my uncle my uncle Deacon Jerry would be would be very happy with that. Um, and we've talked about you know seeing some some Notre Dame games, and we haven't quite ma made that happen yet. But anyway, I always love to hear those stories. Um, it's actually one of the th things I first ask, you know, when an engaged couple sits down with me, tell me the story. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's really important that, um, that people see themselves as part of a story. Mm -hmm. That people see themselves, um, and, and we might think our stories are not that interesting. You know, I remember, Sarah, you shared, you know, uh, on, our, on one of our more um, emotionally... Uh, Oh, weighty <laughs> episodes that you you shared that that beautiful story and testimony of 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 um, of your mom mm -hmm. and 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 um, and how you came in you know, how God blessed the world with your life um, that you know, we see ourselves as part as part of as something bigger mm -hmm. you know and that and that um, that there is uh, the hand of providence in in everything mm -hmm. that has to do with us our, our very existence. And um, so, I think it's sometimes kind of um, kind of shocking when uh, these engaged couples, you know, sit down with um, with me. I always have this perception. I think it's I think it's I think it's accurate that that they're they're sort of stunned to actually have to think about that for the first time, right? That mm -hmm. oh, is this I'm just I'm not just a cosmic accident, and that I met this person. Uh, who right. I have this uh, deep affection for, and I'm going to give my life to in a covenant. Um, that no, there's there's actually something really, really amazing happening here, and to and to put people in touch with that, I hope. And I and I and it's and it's the same thing, you know. When I you know meet a couple like you, or or even um, you know, for instance, like I think it was uh, a few months ago, right before we recorded a podcast, actually that um, one of the early ones that I was visiting uh, a couple to, to uh, bring them the anointing of the sick and, and Holy Communion. And uh, they're, they're in their late 90s. Mm -hmm. And they have a, they have a story too. Like, and, and just, to, just that's, that's part of, of living that friendship with Christ is that there's this, there's someone who has, who has, um, has written our story, and we have our freedom to, you know, to live our place and then to come to understand who we are, and and be faithful to to our part in that in that um, in that narrative. And uh, so, yeah, I think sharing the story too is part of the story itself. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. new um, new pockets are opened up when you first have to stop and um, reflect on it because we don't necessarily always naturally do that. Um, but then sharing it actually is a crucial component of your own story because it's not meant just simply for you, mm -hmm. but it's meant for the people that you're, you're sharing it with. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's another un unfolding. Like, because our story, we didn't know where we were headed. We just knew we, we loved each other and wanted to, wanted to spend our lives together. And looking back, it's like, wow, like we had no idea what was... <laughs> in front of us and we really grew up together mm -hmm. um, and grew in our faith together um, because college just isn't reality it's not what no <laughs> we stepped into real life together and kind of had to um, navigate that 
um, how do we, who are we? What do we want in life um, from a really young age? Which I think can be, I don't necessarily advise that all the time. <laughs> I don't know that I would advise that. I think, like, I, I hear my dad's words to us, and I think, yeah, that's probably what I would say to one of my kids as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it just really shows, like, God's providence in our lives. Um, and that while we knew so little, we were so sure of. Um, our love for each other and the, and really we knew God was in that mm-hmm. um, even though we didn't know quite what that would look like yeah you yeah, know I think I think that's I think that's and I, I don't think it's just um, yeah like you said you know I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it but I think some of that is is hard to avoid yeah. mm-hmm. you know speaking I think we're about the same age and I th- and and um, you know thinking back to that that time you know, you know thanks be to God I, I was pretty pretty sure of what he was calling me to do too. Although looking back on, on my, on my desire to, to become a priest, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't all that well thought out. It just, it seems like, oh, that'd be a, be a nice thing to do. I, um, and like, like many, many things that if we, if we knew the fullness of what God was asking of us, we'd never say yes, because it's he actually in his mercy sort of conceals or allows that to be gradually revealed to us. And, and, mm. and, um, but yeah, the, the, um, that season of life of, um, post, post college young, I feel, I feel like that's often one of the hardest for us to reach in the church, mm. uh, to, to uh, let people know that, that the Lord loves them. The church has a place for them. Um, and so that's, um, I think that's so so valuable for for people to hear that how you how you both navigated that together and and you know that persevered through through the through that that phase of life. So yeah, yeah. So what do you have any uh, on that on that point of of you know like you were saying describing your own you know pressing through that 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 growing up together um, as as a couple uh, in in love, in the faith, and in and beginning family life and marriage. Um, do you have any, any thoughts or recommendations or you know, fruits or, or things that you found uh, helpful or that you learned, you know, because I think there's, there may be people out there that, and that's a, and that's a, if, if any of them are among the listeners, you know, who are, who are hearing this conversation that, uh, I feel like I'm often just kind of speaking into the void, you know, to those, to, to, to people in that demographic, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and how, how, how you might offer them any insight. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, one thing that comes to mind immediately is just to find, um, good support, good friends, um, that are, um, have the same love of Jesus as you do, and they can support you in that. Um, and I think we were both blessed with that. I think that set us up for, um, having an easier go of it, that we had, like, we had friends that we knew, um, were walking the same path as us, and, um, they were there for us. Um, to support us in that. Yeah, and uh, it, for me, totally, I am part of a men's Christian group. So having, I mean, especially for men, we need to have the support from other men, especially. Right. Um, and that's something that's just so lacking today. I mean, you look around and there's so many people who are just so lonely that feel like they don't have any connection or tethering to any other people so um, or only or only through superficial more su- more superficial yeah, things I don't mean to exactly. I don't mean to de- demean anything that people are passionate about but exactly yeah exactly yeah. right right totally and um, and the reality is is that like living in this world is you're going to confront suffering there's going to be things that are going to be really hard to manage and um, we we need people to support us through that. We need we need to actually to we need the grace to allow people to be Christ to us in that yes. in those situations. And um, uh, so for me, just to add on to that, like I've I've come to a relationship over the last sixteen years with this group of men, where it's like we've walked with each other through really really challenging situations where you know we're crying around the table where there's there's death in the family there's some you know there's struggles with married life or whatever it is and like that would be a very hard thing not to have so um so i'm very grateful for that 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, and just prioritizing your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot do it without prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many voices trying to give us um, all the answers, and um, even well-meaning, maybe Christian voices, um, but without having just an intimacy with God and just a total reliance on Him, um, I think we don't have any help. <laughs> I mean, we really do need to have He, he needs to sustain us. Um, That's literally the definition of hope, right? And, yeah. And tr- trusting in the promises of, of something that we can't see. Right. And I think yep. we can get really um, burdened with all of the things practically that we need to attend to in family and married life. And um, our prayer life can suffer um, because we are just respond, just reacting. Um, but I personally have experienced that it's just not, you have to prioritize it or everything else um, is out of order and it's going to be dysfunctional. Um, and then I would add on that prayer together. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything um, more intimate than praying with someone, mm-hmm. like truly praying with someone, um, being together um together just falling falling before before God and um, just giving yourself over to to him and um, what he has for you what he's offering you um, so family prayer personal prayer um, and then prayer as a couple or praying over each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we've definitely experienced um, yeah can you, can you share about that I'd love to hear about sure. how that what that looks like um, like without without violating the yeah, yeah the I think you know when sacredness of that yeah when you're um, married to someone you know them very well sometimes you may ask for prayer other times I think um, you just um, you sense like okay there's a lot of stress here or um, there's um, we need the Holy Spirit like we need to we need to be um, freed up a little bit here. And so more that, more often than not is Charlie praying over to me. <laughs> um, because he, you know, I think that's how God works too in, in marriage is like he really is fashioning us into perfection as a couple. So like there are so, there actually early on in our marriage that was hard for me because I saw just how different we were. And that was like a point of like some um, pain, I think, for me. Um, but as actually it was through a lot of that more intense, um, I don't know, how would you describe it? Just challenging times because it was early on that we really grew the most. Like Um, maturing for me. Yeah. 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 And just, um, understanding that our, our power is made perfect in weakness. And I think that obviously, um, God works through our, our spouses. So there's so many things that I'm like, Oh, I mean, I am this way and Charlie is this way. God is revealing himself to Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. through this. I see that we are not, faith is not something you can do in isolation. No, It is something that is completely meant to be um, communion with one another and with God. Um, And so I think marriage is one of the primary ways that he's a, that God really works those miracles in us and um, reveals himself, reveals who he is and how he's created us for communion and for relationship um and god himself is you know the trinity like there there's so much um he's revealing to to us in um in terms of understanding who we are and how we're going to become um more of more clearly who more fully who he's created us to be yeah Yeah, and i would add on to that the so I'm an incredibly impatient person, <laughs> and so there's a lot of things that I spend my day being really anxious about because I just want to move and I want to do stuff, and I'm always concerned about what's going to be happening tomorrow. I got this going on, I got that going on, and Chris is a very patient person, so there's exactly what like you were saying. Like there's there's certainly God showing me that virtue through our relationship with one another. And I think the way that that manifests itself for me is a focus on living presently. So I get, I find myself getting so wrapped up day to day and anxiety and stress about 
tomorrow or what I got to do. That's like God wants to be brought. He wants to be brought into those moments. And he wants to say like, no, just like, look what I've, look what I've given to you. Like, look at what I've given to you right now. Just do this right now. Just focus on me right now. Mm-hmm. And that totally changes. And it's an exercise for me because that it doesn't come naturally to me. <laughs> so like, you know, we're putting the kids to bed and the kids are going nuts and they're, you know, jumping off the walls and stuff. And my first reaction is like, oh my gosh, you know, I just got to get these kids in bed as soon as possible because there's other things I want to be doing right now. But instead it's like, no, God wants to enter into those moments yes. and say like, no, just let me in. I want, I want to, there's a fullness in this ordinary, otherwise ordinary moment or moment that you're so anxious about. Like, why are you anxious about it? <laughs> Dude, I'm in control of this. So, um, so I think that's a, just a part of that witness too. Yeah. And as, as, as you were, as you were both sharing there, I, what that made me think of is, is just that, that that truth or that insight that about about the sacrament of of, of marriage, where um, I, th- I think what and, and it and it has to I think you can there's a there's a analogous thing that happens with with priesthood with with uh, holy orders too where we can we can think of that we can think of that wedding day or that ordination day of and and being it being a distant event like oh we went we went you know from in my case you know I prostrated myself in front of the altar and laid my life down you got you we don't in in the in the catholic marriage right you don't prostrate and lay laid up but you do get married at an altar right which is a place of sacrifice where you're dying to yourself mm-hmm. now you get ra- you get raised up again as one flesh mm-hmm. and that's meant to be that's meant to be an, an, until 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 death parts you uh, right. that you're that it's not just one time that you go before that altar and are joined together, that you're you're constantly being joined together in you know in prayer, in in the in the in the in the in the creation of children and and, and fan, but um, and you're and like you're saying you're constantly revealing God to each other by mm-hmm. by being close. You know, mm-hmm. you're also and we we also you know, when we when we when we come close we can also experience hurt and pain, but it reveals something. It's always revealing something deeper. It, it mm-hmm. like. Because of because of the sacraments by which we enter into our vo- life's vocation, God is always doing something, and I, I think I think sometimes people miss that, mm-hmm. like oh it's a distant it's a distant event it's a it's a it's a framed picture somewhere, um, and that's why I think what you were originally talking about is just that 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 spousal prayer is so mm-hmm. important because it brings you it brings a couple back. Or it lets them it lets them live out of the grace of that moment, however many years ago, mm-hmm. and you know lift that lift those graces and apply them to the like you're saying, Charlie, the the, the kids bouncing off the walls, late, you know, at bedtime, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, what virtue can my spouse, you know, model for me that I can that I can take into myself and and cultivate in myself? What can I do for them? How can I receive their brokenness? How can I how can I share mine with them confidently? Because hey, we're we're one flesh. We're in this together. Can I ask Getting a something? practical yeah. question? Um, as a fellow parent of busy, wild children, um, how does it work? How do you make that work in your busy days? And and as a practical question for people listening, um, I think it's easy to think, oh, they must spend hours at that. When we know, like, it could be a minute, it could be two minutes that I'm praying over. It could be. It. But I'd like to know practically, how does that look in your in your life? I feel like um, by the grace of God, it really is at this point part of the rhythm of our life. Um, Prayer, I'm seeing more and more, is um, a reflex for our kids, um, which is such a, as a mother, it's such a beautiful, um, it's beautiful to see, and I really those are the best moments when, and it, it, I think part of it is, um, I want to make sure I'm answering your question. Not, um, I think part of it is just, um, understanding that suffering and pain and conflict are just a reality. Um, and so we, we butt up against them all the time. And the question is, how are we going to respond to that? Um, and we get lots of opportunities to respond to that. Mm-hmm. in a family and kids get lots of opportunities to respond to that um and so i think it's just making it 
um, it doesn't need to be like super serious or super solemn, but just like this is who we are. So when we're struggling, we're going to pray because God's offering us something in this struggling. We need to we need to ask him to open our hearts, open our eyes to see what it is he's offering. Um, and I think the more you just practice that, because to me, that's the prayer that really connects to our kids' hearts more so than like the prayer before a meal or something. That's important, and it, it can become kind of rote, and, yes. um, and I think um, like that's what we do, and, and that's fine too. I think that's good, and it's, um, but we don't always give it a ton of um, reflection. Like, why are we doing this, you know? But, but, but when it's, oh, my sister came in the car crying because she had something sad happen with a friend, and my six-year-old says, I'm going to pray for you, Edie. And then, and then praise. That's the other thing is mm-hmm. like to really um, say the prayer, to pray with. Um, and like the most beautiful things come of that. And then the kids see it's taken out of this realm of like the abstract. Like they understand the beatitudes. Mm-hmm. They understand like the new creation that's being opened up in the midst of our suffering. Um, and so do our kids perfectly get that? No, <laughs> you know, we don't perfectly we don't. get it. Yeah. Like, you know, but there's, um, I think they, to go back to your your notion of story, I think they're, they, they're living in this story. So everything has, um, everything is within this certain context and it's not super refined, you know, and, but, um, it's just the reality as they know it. And um, I think prayer is just a part of like the story that we live in our house. Um, and if, and I think it's one of those things too that you just, it could be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, but just, it's not about the words you use or, you know, what you say even. It's about the spirit, you know, you humbling yourself to say, let's give this to the Lord and have him do with it what he will um are you gonna add something that was well stated no <laughs> yeah no and that's and that's i i when i kind of again returning to that 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 um that image of of the you know the replied replayed many many times now in in, in my office of uh you know a couple coming in they probably been, they probably have never actually sat down with a priest or gone into a, a church office, you know, after hours or whatever it is. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm telling you need to pray with each other. It's, you know, I, I really exhort you to do this and, uh, and I'll say, yep, you're gonna, the first time you try to do it, you're going to have sweaty palms. You know, if you're going to try to hold each other's hands, you know, but do it, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, until, until it becomes something that, yeah, like you say, not maybe well refined, but, but it, it is, I, we, we, we turn to, we turn for, we turn for supernatural help you know, when when uh, when when reality um, becomes heavy, mm-hmm. and and that's um, that's so important. Um, well, Sarah, I'm glad you asked that question about about you know the the uh, that was one of the one of the things I wanted to want to share. You know, you you have you have four four children, and um, and just how how that. Um, how that whole reality uh, is 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 lived um, in in your friendship with Christ, and I'm great, grateful for your sharing in that. One of the other one of the other things um, I wanted to ask uh, was, um, you know, children are a big are are are, are really the 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 one of the ends of of uh, of family life, um, right? The two the two. Uh, Co-equal ends of marriage, right? That um, you know, the, the procreation and raising of children, and the unit in the in the union of the spouses and advancing in holiness. I think we've hit hit, hit both of those pretty well. But one of the other really huge uh, parts of family life and living a friendship with Christ in in as as a married couple and as as parents and is um, is work. And I just wanted to maybe. Have you share a little bit, uh, both of you, because um, I know you both work, and and you know how you, how you, um, how you, for, you know, I mean, even like like Sarah was asking, you know, the balance and how to practically go about uh, having a, a spiritual life with with children and family, but how to how to find that? You know, we talk about the work life balance, and you know, if there's like a, a way a way we approach work. Yeah. Tell me, you have a magic formula, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're yeah. going to solve the and problem. The, the podcast cuts out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, well, for me, like, I think that there's a, 
sort of an instinctual, well, not instinctual, but there's a reaction people have of compartmentalization. Like I go into work and I'm a certain person, then I come home and I'm a certain person, and those two people don't meet. Or I have a faith life, but you know, that really needs to stay at home. And when I go into the office, you know, I'm strictly business and that doesn't really have a place there. And I just don't believe that that's true. So I don't see, um, I don't, I don't separate my work life from my personal life. I integrate my faith as best I can I fail often, but I integrate my faith completely into every aspect of my life. And that's includes work. So, I mean, I've, I've had many instances at work where, you know, people are clearly struggling with something and it's like, well, Lord, help me to just enter into this situation. And, and again, like I said earlier, it's really hard for me because I'm always concerned about being productive and getting things done and and moving on to the next thing. But like, ultimately that's not why I go to work. I go to work so that Christ can be manifest through the things that I do every day. So my labor is, is really about glorifying God in the things that I do for him. So, um, so yeah, so I think that, uh, there's always, there's always people who are around us who are struggling and suffering. I mean, everyone is, everyone's carrying a cross, everyone is bearing something. And a lot of times we don't even really realize it. And for me, like I spend the majority of my time at work, you know, that I think the, yeah, most time I spend any place is working. And this is the place where God has put me, where he can introduce himself to others. So am I going to allow him to do that? And I try to say yes most of the time, fail some, <laughs> fail some of the time. But Just for clarification, you don't work in a faith industry or anything like that? I don't. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. I work in logistics. Okay. <laughs> but I do. I have been very fortunate to work. I work at a Christian company. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And our leadership meetings open with prayer. We oh, have wow. devotions. Yeah. We spend probably the first 45 minutes sometimes of our meeting going around the table and just talking about our lives. So that is something yeah. I try not to take for granted because right. I know that that is mm-hmm. not the universal yeah. experience. But, um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't really speak to work like <laughs> like you can. I work very part-time um, as a jeweler. Um, and, yeah, I think um, the kids love seeing that I have um, – lots of passions and that I have a full life that um, I am a mother and that is my my primary vocation and identity but they see that there's lots of other things um, that um, I get great meaning from and and really my work isn't I feel like that is kind of what it is at this point um, is just a an artistic endeavor <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I think it's good for especially my our girls to see um, to see that uh, that that's important to me. There that there are many um, many aspects to what my daily life looks like. Um, but yeah, I still consider myself more of like a teacher at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I say, mom doesn't do jewelry in her spare time. She's Reading or She's philosophizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. But yeah, I think just in general, again, like um, having having the vision be cohesive is like really yes. important for how we um, are able to show Christ to our kids. Like you just made me think of it when you were saying not to compartmentalize. We are one person in all aspects of our lives, mm-hmm. and we have one calling. And that will take on different looks in different um, situations. But the more our kids see, like, this is who I am. This isn't something that I do or a club that I am a member of. But, like, no, why do, going to Mass isn't something that disrupts I mean, we could argue that, I guess, <laughs> depending on the day. But it's not something like, oh, what are we doing here? But, I mean, the, the hope is that they see, well, this is, this is who we are. Just like this is why we treat each other the way we do or we strive to and we have certain expectations for, for how we treat each other. Um, because uh, that's what's so compelling, I think, about 
Christianity is that it unifies everything. It gives meaning to everything. Mm -hmm. It sheds light on everything. They can understand their vocation as students in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. They can understand their responsibility to others in a whole new way. They can understand, you know, work ethic and forgive, forgiveness and our, how we are supposed to, um, you know, with Grace, our oldest, we're starting to have more conversations about that because her, her understanding of who she is is opening up. She has a lot more, um, oh, I could do this or I could do that and this is happening. And I think what is so compelling about Christianity is it is not a part of you. <laughs> it is... It, and if, if it's experienced that way, it's so impoverished. And of course, we all do experience it that way often because we yep. fail and we, we do forget um, to, to give Christ everything. But we, we do experience heaven sometimes when we really see like God is here. He is in this and there is nothing that is more important than that. There are, he is the center and um, he has something to say about everything I'm involved in. Because he ultimately, our faith isn't given to us um, so that we feel good about ourselves or we, um, it's not about us. It's given so that it, it can be, it's given to us so that it might be given to others. And so thinking about it that way, of course, work is going to be a part of that, you know, and of course, school for our kids and their relationships, you know, that it's it's not just about, you know, well, these people make me f like feel this way, but no, you're called to something in this and they might need you, even if you're not getting, um, they're not an enhancement to your life or something. Well, that's not what it's about. It's about them being, being who you're called to minister to or um, perhaps open yourself to be ministered to, you know, um, and, I think our kids can get that, you know? I, I think they can get a lot more than what we sometimes expect of them. Yeah. And well, it's, it's so much more effective. You said it so well. It isn't what we do, it's who we are. And mm -hmm. that so many people are just um, checking the box. Yeah. Or, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, as opposed to living fully in that. Um, that just made me think of a lot of things like, do you have practical tips for people that are just doing and checking the box versus living fully? Would you have any practical tips? I mean, instinctively, I would say pray. It, right. No, it, yeah. T pray, read scripture, set aside time, um, find, you know, get into some sort of a schedule where you can say like, all right, this is the time that works best for me and I'm gonna set this time aside for prayer time, read some scripture, um, integrate that into your life um, as best you can. So with, for me, like I'm a, a very, like I'm, a, I'm an engineer, so I like process and I like, you know, predictability. And so for me, it's like, if I, if I get into a habit, I can stay on it. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, then it's not gonna happen. Right, so right. That's, been, that's been helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just, I mean, I've certainly had times where I'm trying to sort of um, just pull myself up by the bootstraps and make things happen. And um, I just think that God is, well, first of all, God is inviting us to prayer and we're responding, you know, like, so um, he is always inviting us to draw to, to invite him into whatever it is that we are facing, um, even if what that is is total chaos and, hect and just no time and a hectic life. You're saying basing everything in prayer calls you to a deeper relationship and you're no longer than just doing and checking boxes. You're intertwining your lives and making yeah. him the center. Yeah. And, 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 and as you were saying that, I'm thinking... Like, well, like you said, Charlie, where like you use the example of, you know, being at work and, and being being attentive to, you know, the where people might be, what they might be facing or what you might be sensing and, and, and uh, walking, you know, walking with them or just at least noticing and being able to minister and and um, how you sometimes fail at that. You know, like sometimes I'm pretty oblivious, you know, to, 
you know, I'm, I, I know I'm called to be, uh, you know, Sarah, you know, <laughs> you know this because it's like, I'm called to be a pastor to everybody, even the staff. And then, and then sometimes you just like, am I, I'm, 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 I am, ch- I am, it is easy to just fall back into that checking the box and f- fulfilling responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But the, again, the story, the, the, the story that there's one who loves us and is constantly offering us his mercy and he just opens up the horizon again. You know, whether you, whether you go to confession or whether you, 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 you um, take some, you read some scripture or you, you meet with a, with a, a, a fellow, a fellow pilgrim, you know, Christian friend who kind of opens, you know, sheds light on something for you. Like it's, it's you keep going back to, going back to the well mm-hmm. and, and just letting, letting God shine light again and, and be refreshed mm-hmm. um, instead of, instead of, we, we, we live, you know, we live these, these, these lives of isolation and, and compartmentalization, like we said, and, um, but God is always wanting to just sh- shatter that and, right. and, and flood us with light and peace again mm-hmm. and a sense of meaning and purpose. So, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Well, and, and um, you kind of hit upon it at the end there, um, you know, we're, I feel like it's worth mentioning it at the very least, maybe as we kind of wind down here, um, that, that we're recording this right on the, right on the, actually, in fact, right after this, uh, we record this, we're going to have a little pep fest in the school to kick off Catholic schools week. And as, as parents, uh, of, of, uh, of Catholic school students, and you mentioned this, you know, that how to, that, that really what, what Catholic education at its, at its, at its, at its best, at its, at its, in its fullness, what it offers is that, is that vision of a, of an integrated life mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that everything about us in our humanity um, is, and if we're, if we're baptized and if we're living our baptism, if we're in friendship with Christ and with, with other, uh, with the body of Christ, our fellow Christians, that it really offers us this, this, this really compelling way to live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 that's uh, I, I know that's what you hope for your children, and that's what we hope for. So we hope for all of our our our, our children, and we know that um, probably great great many people who listen to this maybe God is not God is God does not have them and their families at the place where Catholic education is their choice, and that's 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 good. And we we have reverence for everybody where everybody's at, but um, I just wanted to mention that mm-hmm. at, at the very least that um, that I think. Um, Chris and Charlie, that you that you are, um, that we thank you for for entrusting uh, St. John's School with with your children uh, to hopefully offer them that that fullness of what of what uh, you and 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 the Lord uh, the bridegroom wants for them as the as the young younger members of of the body of Christ. So, Amen. yeah. Something to something to keep striving for together. We're in it together, and thank you for your your willingness to do that and to be a part of that mission. And um, I don't know if you have any any other closing thoughts, but um, we are the friends of the bridegroom in in friendship. What is your favorite way to cultivate your friendship with Jesus? Each of you. That one, yeah. That's that's a, a I well something we've started doing recently. Well, as of last Lent was adoration, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, which I would highly recommend to anyone who's, um, who's thinking about it or hasn't heard about it. But something about um, uh, going, entering into the presence of Jesus and just being quiet and listening and, and opening your heart to like, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Because, I mean, I, I can stumble over myself all day with my plans, but like... I don't want to do that. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to offer everything to him. And I th- if, and it's been helpful for me to go to adoration because it's like, I'm going to sit here and just be with Jesus and be open to what it is that he wants to do in my life. So Yeah, yeah. yeah I love adoration too. And we've been great. Um, inviting our oldest two to join us. Um, and, and they have been, what's that? And Edith, too. Our oldest, too, I mean. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and that kind of leads me to um, one of my real, the real fruitful, mo- most fruitful um, aspects of what God has really given me lately um, has been in my relationships with my girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, 
and our prayer together. I think that um, God is so big and he, he wants so, he wants so many good things for us. Um, and I've just experienced when I'm trying to, um, help my own children grow in their spirituality and make it really real for them. I mean, just really help them. We can't force relationship. Uh, we can, we can model relationship. They can see, um, that God is the most important relationship in our life. Um, but I've had more opportunities recently to, as Grace particularly is getting older, but Edith too, um, you know, each kid is so different. And so I, th I think they have different, their spiritual journey is different. There's so many different ways that God reveals and unfolds in people's lives. Um, but just, it's been such a gift to me to be able to, um, to help them in their own journey. And then in like praying together, God reveals himself to me, of course, right? And I see like, this, this isn't for them. I'm not, you know, like, if I said something like, oh, I'm ministering to them or something, they're ministering to me. It's so clear to me um, that he he's just so big and he's so good and he, he wants um, to flood our lives with his presence. And I've had, you know, as kids get older, there's more, I think, um, opportunities where they at least perceive suffering <laughs> outside of like a scraped knee or um, you know, like they're really struggling with something and just to be able to see that God, he like bursts wide open in those moments if we offer them to him. And, um, so I've had, um, a few things in particular lately that have happened that God has just been so good to me in allowing me to be their mother and walk with them in those, um, those times, but yeah, for, I'm someone who really loves um, connection, um, and so I love experiencing God through that, mm -hmm. through and through friendships too, for sure. Um, and he, you know, he is just as present, if if not more, when you are um, with others. And opening yourselves up to God, I think, you know, um, I guess that's how the Holy Spirit works, mm -hmm. right? When there's um, two or more. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be. No, well, thank you. I app. appreciate your vulnerability in yes, that, in that question, but it is such a treasure to hear that and Amen. will help others too. Mm -hmm. well, great. Well, um, Chris and Charlie Singleton, thank you so much for a, a conversation of depth and um, letting us letting us see, um, yeah, letting like you say the the light of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, shine through a little bit of the prism of your own life and family uh, and part of your your part of the story of friendship with the bridegroom. Uh, hopefully, to inspire our, our listeners and 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 to know just you know there's there's. For it, you know, there, we've we've uh, we've let the light shine through you today, and and we hope we can continue to do that with other families and other people, and uh, who we who we have in, who we welcome into this conversation, uh, to to remind that the, the the body of Christ is so beautiful, right? Like you said, God is God is big. Um, the church, uh, the church, the, the body of Christ, the family of God, the family of families, as Pope Francis says. Uh, there's so much. There's there for every. For every family, there's a, there's a, there's a part of the story that we want to keep uh, keep lifting up, and we're happy to be able to do it this way. Yeah. So thanks thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, thank you. And, and they're going to be so lucky to hear your fishing report <laughs> yes, after just oh, returning. Nice. Yeah. So what's um, the fishing report? So this is the biggest one of the year because I've just returned in the last few days from Lake of the Woods with uh, with my with my brother priests, uh, Father Carlson, Father Bame, Father Brown, um, and actually. Uh, as it, as it turns out, for a day and a half, the uh, the bishop of the diocese of Crookston, where um, Lake of the Woods is, Bishop Andrew I Cousins. Think I caught a picture of that. Oh, That's nice. awesome. You did. We 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 actually had the bishop stop by and um, spent a day and a half with us. We got him out on the ice. He had never iced fish before, um, and uh, we got him some fish. They were small, mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, I was I I joked with him. I said uh, for 
for an apostle and fisherman named Andrew, I was expecting more. <laughs> like literally St. Andrew, the brother of St. Peter and, and patron of fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, a, I, I, I've been telling people, you know, since I've gotten back in the last day or so that, uh, you know, how was the fishing, Father? How'd you do? I said, oh, I give it about a B. The fishing was, the fishing was, we had to, we had to work for the fish we got, mm-hmm. uh, but we got them. Uh, it wasn't like, it wouldn't give it an A. It wasn't like they were jumping through the hole. But, um, but yeah, I caught, I actually had a really good last day, caught a couple of really nice walleye. I caught my first eel pout, uh, which are, they are ugly as sin, uh, except in the sense that they're un- just, they're another one of God's creatures and all God, all God has created is beautiful. Um, but yeah, it was a really great, really great trip as I've, you know, maybe shared before. This is kind of the signature fishing moment of the year, just eight straight days of fishing every day. Um, but every day begins with uh, adoration and, and mass. And so being with brother priests and to do that is, is really, really beautiful. And yeah, um, the ice around here is still not very good. It's still a lot of slush out there. Uh, it's going to get cold this Monday when I have the opportunity to go again, but I'll probably go anyway <laughs> and um, be back with another report, but yeah. some some good fishing. And, um, well, we're happy to have you back. Yeah, good to be back. Mm-hmm. Good to be I missed everybody, and um, it's about to get it's about to get intense. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 do the, we do the trip at this time because we all need to be back for CSW, mm-hmm. Catholic Schools Week, so... Then lead yep. right into Lent. Right into Lent, and uh, we're we're off and running mm-hmm. from there. So, mm. yeah. So there's the report. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thank you again to to everybody listening, and and uh, hope this conversation has blessed you as as it has us uh, here today. And uh, let's let's pray uh, to close in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint John the Baptist, our heavenly patron, we. Uh, ask for your intercession as we go forth um, and as this uh, as this conversation is is placed out there for people to hear and and uh, listen to that it may be a source of enrichment in uh, in the spiritual life and the life of families and may uh, may advance the kingdom of God and build up uh, his kingdom on earth the church uh, we ask as we hear the uh, as we've uh, we have heard uh, your Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, as we continue through that, that uh, the, the, the truth um, that is uh, taught there by Jesus on the mountain uh, would, uh, would shape our, our Christian lives and uh, draw us into ever deeper friendship uh, that uh, you, St. John the Baptist, the friend of the bridegroom, might continue to be an example for all of us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everyone, uh, as you go out there and uh, continue to, to cast your net, cast a line uh, for souls, tight lines, and we'll see you next time.